Welcome back to Tyler's Yarns. Um, this week we've got a super exciting episode. Um, first, we're going to do an intro. An intro? Yeah, it's the start of the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you just do the intro? Nah, we're going to get an intro next week. We haven't got one yet, but still waiting, still waiting for the music to be made. Um, firstly, we're going to start off the episode. What's one thing that happened this week to you that was good? Know, was good? We had a pretty successful weekend in store, so that was pretty good. Last weekend or this weekend? Both. Both, yeah. Both. It's been a pretty good, um, pr- been pretty good since we opened. Yeah, so that's one good thing. What about one good thing that happened to you? Um, yeah, so same thing. Good um, in store on both weekends. Um, now getting back into the rhythm of things because we missed our last podcast last week with High, uh, just because he just couldn't make it. Couldn't make it. Um, oh, so we're trying to um, get an episode out a week, and we missed last week. So it's good to get back into a rhythm. Nice little week break after three podcasts. <laughs> yeah, so doing these podcasts hard. It takes a lot of time to like organize them and stuff like that, which is yeah, it's like it's exciting because we get to do a lot of th- like stuff and we get to see a lot, of, a lot of positive feedback from our YouTube and our spot like Spotify and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and just friends reaching out as well. Some of my friends reached out and said that the podcast had gone real well and yeah. that they're listening. And even how many listeners we're yeah, getting. We're getting like heaps of listens, which is like such a positive um Huge thing. positive, yeah. But yeah, so today's episode, we're going to be going into um, Australian vintage, Australian reselling. Yeah. Um, what like, it's like buying vintage in Australia at the moment and in past years. Yeah, because we've got sort of like five years experience. We can sh- sort of like say what we've done. In the last five years and the differences, you know. And I think it's going to be interesting going into like how you see that the market has changed yeah. compared to now, which is... Yeah, so I think it's changed completely in five years, to be honest, like yeah. from when we first started. Because we started when um, probably the right time, probably the perfect time to start a vintage clothing company we started. So it was like perfect time, perfect place. Yeah. Well, I think, I think Melbourne is probably the best place for us right now and probably was always the best place to start just because we're the only really big vintage store in Melbourne at the moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's where we we come from. Yeah. So <laughs> come from Melbourne and it's, yeah, good. Definitely keen to see, like, um, everything expand and stuff like that. Yeah, so why don't we get straight into it yep. where we, we do talk about that. Like, what – in like, five years ago today – or not today, but five years ago, what was the vintage community and market like? Yeah, so like I was saying before, it's super like unexistent. Um, yeah, super unexistent. There wasn't that many sellers. There was probably only like I don't know five, six, seven main sellers at like the people time who like, go out and find vintage and then or like actually establish Instagram. Yeah, uh, like ab- like established Instagrams. Like there's only like seven people oh, like yeah. in the whole game. Where now there's like must be like 50 a day I see I reckon on my sponsored ads and stuff like that and then that pop like, up for me and the amount of like um, people starting a new vintage company in our like DMs yeah. must be at least like 10 a day yeah we get we 10, 10 DMs a day asking for shout outs and stuff like that where I don't think it's the best way to go about it like we built our Instagram from like start to finish and our like TikTok and everything like that yeah I think it's just hard work and you got to put out good content yeah I make agree. reels make TikToks do everything you can, I reckon. Yeah. I think even when you started, like, 
you had to outsource, right, from other countries. Um, what do you mean? Like for you had to outsource vintage, like when you uh, yeah, started the business. Yeah, I think that was probably the hardest bit of the whole business. Like building up the Instagram came after us getting good stock because everyone's yeah. like, oh, we're going to sort of do that. But like getting it straight away, like getting it in from like other parts of the country, like different countries is why it's so hard and so valuable in Australia. Yeah. I also think that um, like a lot of companies or like new startup companies will ask us where we get our stock. And for us, it took like maybe, I don't know how, it took maybe like a year and a half. Like a year, year and a half. Yeah, year and a half. And that wasn't from, so we got a question about this like a few weeks ago after the last podcast. And they asked, why do you think it's so hard to find vintage in Australian op shops? Yeah, yeah, that was a question on the DMs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so hard to find because it's not rotating around. That's the problem. Like, yeah. here, people don't um, put in in the bins and stuff like that because it's valuable and they know how valuable it is, like, especially if you're a teenager. I also think that that's, like, you're right there and there's also the kind of um, aspect where people, like, Australian vintage isn't really a thing. If that makes sense, yeah. like it's US vintage. Yeah, it's mostly US vintage, but at the moment, I'm trying to build up a collection of like Australian banties, like all Australian merch. But it's hard to it's hard to find yeah. the, that sort of vintage because there's not much of it around. But I know a lot of um smaller resellers that do just go to the op shops. I'm buying a lot off them at the moment. Yep. Which they say they find it mostly in like country op shops and stuff like that. So that's how hard it is to get it. You have to like go drive out to the country and try yeah. find it in your savers or whatever, you know. But I didn't even know. I didn't know that Nike actually made t-shirts in Australia. Till last week, yeah. Yeah, and I found that shirt with the tag yeah. that said made in Australia. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, so with thing. Nike, they made all this stuff mostly like where where they're manufacturing it, like Australia or like Greece. And like you see a lot of like unusual tags like Greece, um, Hawaii, like that sort of stuff. Yeah. I think because they were making a lot of this stuff where they were um, like manufacturing a lot of their stuff where they were selling it. Yeah. Until it obviously got too expensive. Like, And now like you can do it in China for like two bucks. Yeah, and like support fast fashion yeah. and that sort of stuff where they don't want to support the local. local. Yeah. But I think that was their, like, goal at the start to support local uh, manufacturing, but I think yeah. it's all just turned around, you know. Also, like, the quality as well, cha- like, yeah. has considerably changed. Yeah, because you see at Nike T now, it's, like, crappy, like, it won't last you th- three Those months. dry-fit ones. Yeah, or the like dry-fit ones, or even just general tees from there, they're so thin and, like, yeah. they're just going to rip apart, so there's no point of even, like, buying it, unless you're going to go for a run in it or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like, with that dry-fit stuff. Yeah, for their T-shirts. I think their shorts are good, but I, I love mm. Nike stuff. Yeah, I think I rate their shorts because I go running a lot, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting, though, that, that there's not much Australian vintage. Mm, or made around. in Australian vintage, you know. Yeah, which I think is, like, kind of weird because I, like, there's so many op shops around, you would expect there to be a lot of vintage. Yeah, so there's only, like, two real massive tags. There's top-heavy um which are all australian made um and there's another tag i always forget but yeah those two are like the f- main tags you find for australian vintage um and that's the only sort of stuff you'll sort of find in the op shops as well yeah also 
you know what I, another thing I find interesting is that like the US have all their um like American sports teams. You would think that there'd be heaps of like AFL vintage yeah, sports so teams. There's not too much AFL like vintage going around at all. Like surely you'd think there'd be like a whole bunch of stuff from the nineties, but there's not that much floating around, which is like I think a little bit concerning. But that's the reason why it's so hard to get sort of any vintage because US it all comes from the US. So yeah. Like it doesn't come from Australia because a lot of stuff wasn't manufactured here. It's yeah. mostly like manufactured in the US. So of course we're paying in the US dollar to get all the stuff over here, you know. Yeah. That's why people are like, oh, you're so expensive. It's like, well, you know. Yeah. Also, <laughs> you're getting it from like London and like Europe. Yeah. And like that's where it's even more expensive because like, yeah, the dollar yeah. is a lot more like expensive, you know. Yeah. And our dollar's never been very good compared to the US anyway. Yeah. So. And it fluctuates so much. So it's like, oh, one time it might be this much and the next time it might be that much, you know. But I think what people see when they come into our store, they're like, oh, that you get this for like two bucks. And they're mm. like, you can get and this. Reason, in, you know. Yeah, and we see it in all the comments and the TikToks and stuff. It's like, oh, it's an op shop. And it's like, well, it's not. If you went to an op shop in Australia, like you'd maybe find one item in every 10 op shops. Yeah. And because we used to do it, that's when we first started. Me and Stu used to go to like op shops every weekend, every day. Yeah. And we'd find two items if we we're lucky in the whole day. Yeah. But why do you why do you think it's only you're only finding the two items though? Like do you think it's people not donating their old stuff or do you think people are just throwing their stuff out? No, I think people like donate I like I still donate all my clothes. I just think teenagers see the value in it or they go through their parents like cupboards and stuff like that yeah and then they just grab it off like off their parents cupboard and then they obviously know the value of it like an old billabong top which you find like a lot of in australia or like a button-up billabong like that was like a dime a dozen you know which you're like i think yeah looking back at it you're like damn I wish I kept that, like, sweater or something. Yeah, well, the, all, the, all the parents that come into the store are like, oh, damn, I wish I'd saved that rock tier. It'd be worth, like, yeah, so much these days, you know. But they just gave it to, like, Goodwill yeah. or something. And then, like, now it's worth, like, a f- 500 bucks. Yeah, especially, like, any Australia tour stuff. So hard to get. Why? Just because there wasn't that much many T-shirts, like, manufactured. I got, um, recently, my last pickup, which was last week. I brought yeah. a 97 Big Day Out. Um, t-shirt how much for uh it was a thing it was 120 120 120 yeah it was an XL. hour it was a bit of a boxy fit but well, and it had holes all over it yeah, it had holes all over it but <laughs> that's what i sort of like i like all the wear around the collar and stuff like that but those yeah. that's sort of the items i buy like you don't see that many like big day out tees yeah and it's only like an australian thing and it had like all like new zealand and australia so it had like auckland where i'm from yeah like melbourne obviously Are you from auckland from Auckland. New Zealand represent. New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. That's, what so about it's cool New having all the stuff at the back. Yeah. You know? Do you think New Zealand would have the same type of vintage as here or not really? Yeah. So I followed a lot of um, the smaller res- resellers in New Zealand. Yeah. Just because I like picking up New Zealand vintage and stuff like that as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, sort of the same issue. Like they're not getting it in. Like there's not a lot of volume going to the country do you think it's also because our population is so much smaller than the u.s probably yeah definitely yeah definitely i think it's like because the population is a lot smaller but like comparing it to five years ago to now 
when we first started, like we were saying before, yeah. when we first started, it was a dime a dozen. There wasn't that much, like, um, that many resellers and that sort of stuff. Where now it's sort of like, I was saying it before, there's like 100 accounts popping up a day sort of thing, you know, where there, there's a lot more vintage coming through Australia. Yeah. And hopefully it'll get, like, recycled into the bins. And then a whole lot more stuff will be yeah. coming into the op shops in, like, the future, hopefully. That's also something to think about is that, People who are buying vintage now will hopefully, like, put them in the bins and then that will recycle and, like, become, like, maybe make the vintage community even bigger than it is now. Because yeah. it's going to be way more available with, like, how many people are bringing in vintage at the moment. It's, like, there, de- there has to be, like, more in the op shops in, like, 10 years. Yeah, hopefully. Like, you, you see what there's, like, probably the bigger players are bringing in, like, thousands and thousands of items a year you know yeah like we're all bringing thousands and thousands of items so they're gonna have to get recycled somehow like i know a lot, at the moment a lot of people like resell them or like sell them on facebook marketplace because yeah. you can because there's not much of it around yeah like, even people message us and be like how much do you think this is worth and then we tell them <laughs> and then we're like they're like oh so you'll buy for that much and we're like <laughs> no <laughs> you, get, you get you get those ones um all the time yeah. But yeah, that's what we're going to, and that's another th- cool thing that we're going to start doing. Like once we've built up um, the store, we're going to start filming trades in the store as well, which I'm s- looking forward to when we start doing it. What type of stuff are you looking to trade with though? It what? won't be trades, it'll just be buying and selling. So like we'll buy off people that come in. So say you've got a vintage like Harley lying around that you want to get rid of, like we'll buy it for whatever, like 60% of what it's worth, like cash yeah. you out and um. So it'd be like um, one of those like cash converters. Yeah, you bring cash converters for um, vintage vintage teas. But like that's sort of like what we're gonna go off. So we'll give you like I don't know like a store credit. You get more store credit than you'd get cash sort of thing. So say if like the teas valued at X amount. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, that's good. I think that'd be that's gonna be super good for people who just want like a vintage item, but like something different. Yeah. Yeah. Or like when, say they might bring in something because they want yeah want something different like you're saying. Um, but yeah, so they're like, oh yeah, that's I get a $70 store credit, I'm just going to get something else. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then you can like, you you can sell that t-shirt to someone else who wants that and then they could do the same thing. Yeah, that's what I mean. And then they come back and they sell it for whatever. Like yeah. They get their year wear out of it and then they come back and resell it to us, you know? And then it's also... So it's like a cycle. It's like everything with this game is just like a recycle cycle you know yeah and then it's like stops clothes from going into landfills and all stuff like that which is the ultimate goal well that's our like main like um saying yeah like (laughs) moral or whatever you know yeah your what is that what is your main like uh, motto or well we yeah well we save thousands of t-shirts going into um like landfills a year um sustainable fashion yeah which we're pushing massively um yeah upcycling your clothes like using your like vintage stuff to like make a skirt or make a whatever you know or make shorts or yeah or people are doing those like uh where they take like badges off things and then they put them on like uh like varsity jackets yeah yeah like stuff like that or even like I'm seeing a lot of people just like cut out the Nike ticks and then make like a 50 Nike tick t-shirt or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
I've, like, I've seen those, but I don't think they're yeah. good. <laughs> I'd rather just but have no, the like one a, tick. But it's like a lot of creative, like people being creative with like a lot of stuff and like Reusing that's it. where we sort of, what we're doing and like that's what we're like, yeah. because where we want to go. clothes are the biggest issue at the moment for like climate change and everything. Yeah, and landfills and like all that yeah. sort of stuff. So that's, it takes like, how much water does it take to make one t-shirt? I don't know, like uh, so much. So yeah, so I, don't, I don't know the not proper number, so I'm not going to sort of say it. But uh, it's a lot of like it's like I'm pretty sure it's tons. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like tons yeah, of water yeah. sort of sh- to make a t-shirt, you know. Yeah, but I think yeah, I think now hopefully more people are getting into vintage now, which you kind of see like even more people coming to the store, like more people um, interacting with us on Instagram. I think more people are into vintage now. Than so that, five years ago. Yeah, than five years ago, which makes a big difference to the vintage community as well. Yeah, even um, yeah, with collectors now, when we first started, there was maybe like one or two, all the OGs out there will know. They've yeah. been shopping with us the whole time. But um, there was one or two, and now we've got like, I don't know, 20, 30 collectors wanting sort of expensive rock tees and rap tees and um, like rare Nike and stuff like that, you know? yeah. More people have an interest in it. Yeah, so and they're willing to spend the money, which, like, in America it's massive because they spend, like, thousands of dollars on teas. And over here, like, no one would want to spend over, like, a mm. 100 bucks, you know. Yeah. But now I think the community's growing and, like, there's actually some legs and, like, value think, to the teas, you know. I think now people are realising the value. Yeah. Like, I don't think – I think in the last five years, I don't think the value – of like a vintage rock tea in Australia was quite as as the same as an American rock the exact same t-shirt in America like the yeah. values just weren't the same but yeah like it's like we'd buy a t-shirt for like over a hundred bucks in the US or 200 bucks USD and wanting to you'd have to sell it for like 500 here but you wouldn't even get close to like 200 Australian for mm, it yeah know? and then yeah but now, like, you, people are willing to pay the price depending on what it is and how rare it is and people are starting to be a lot more knowledgeable. Yeah. I think it's from those, like, um, Instagram lives. Everyone gets on the Instagram lives and starts bidding stuff. But also, like, there's a lot of YouTube videos just about vintage stuff yeah. as well. And we which we're going to... We, video up, by the way. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to um, start doing a lot more identifying vintage videos, I think in the future just so people don't get like stinged out and stuff like that you know and i noticed that like when i'm on youtube or like on watching a podcast or something i like to learn about things that i don't know about so i think if people start like well in in like content and stuff people want to be educated you know if like people want to consume content that's going to like make them learn you know it's just going to make, yeah, it's going to make them learn and then want to buy stuff. Like I've been getting, I've been looking into shoes yep. and I've just been like getting Yeah, you're energy. loving your shoes lately, man. <laughs> Brooke, Brooke's been trying to like make us get into the shoe game and I'm like, it's just, we're with, we're thinking it's probably like a five-year plan to get into the shoe game. Like properly? Properly. Where like, we're like one of the top. Yeah, like we would want like, like, I don't know, like 50 units of sort of like each shoe. Like yeah. we're at the moment, it's just not like we need to build up this like vintage and build up our structures before we start. Go and we need a lot more space as well. Yeah. <laughs> like we'll once you get into it. shoes, you would have would have to get another warehouse just for online. Maybe two warehouses. Yeah, we'd have to get a warehouse for online and that would be our main store sort of thing, you know. Yeah. And the whole back would just be storage of like shoes and um yeah. future drops, I reckon. 
But I've been like getting into shoes at the moment and and I've just been researching it. And the more I get into them, like the more I'm willing to spend like 700 bucks. Yeah. Because you like learning about the shoe game and And that sort of stuff. Even we bought like um, plums. Yeah. Like that's when we first started. Yeah. We're thinking of going at it, getting into the shoe game early on, but it was like, it was too early and we had like way too much going on. Yeah. Even now now, we're like packed. Even now it's just like, we've got way too much stuff going on with dropping three times a day, which is like consuming our time doing this podcast doing our YouTubes and making TikToks. And, like, we're, we're pretty much doubling everything we're doing now anyway. Yeah, like, yeah, like, of, like, content-wise. But yeah, but we back to the, what I was saying. We we did those – we bought those plums, and you bought them for, like, 300 Yeah. And I looked on the website, like, maybe an hour ago, and someone was selling them for 780 bucks. Yeah, so they're just, like, increase <laughs> – and increase in value which is cool and you were just wearing them but, but that's the same I, we can bring that back to like vintage tees and stuff though so like um i'll try to think of an example um let's say nirvana tees back when we first started you could buy yeah. for 50 dollars, 50 dollars usd and then like now the same t-shirt that we could have brought for 50 dollars usd is going for a thousand bucks yeah you know or that pulp fiction when we first went over to the US, it was we copped it for one fifty yeah. USD, and now that's also worth over a thousand dollars USD. You know, yeah, like crazy, crazy money. But then some people are talking about like with the shoe game, especially that like there's going to be like a bubble where it all pops and people just stop paying that much money. Do you think that would be like the same as like vintage? Um, no, I think because there's like a lot of variety, like NASCAR tees might pop or then like something else like. Oh yeah. So it'd be like. So like rap, see even like rap tees now are going down in value just because there's a lot of like replicas and the same thing with shoes. A lot of replicas are being like brought in and stuff like that. Which is ruining the value of them. Which ruins the value. And then once that stops, it increases in value again. There's also like another shoe as well that will come out. Yeah. That will like overtake that. And even with t shirts as well. Like we have seen it like sports team, like uh cartoon character ones. Yeah. They're like heaps the, of people. The head ones, the yeah. characters or whatever. Yeah, like, like if if you're not buying an actual sports team T shirt, like those cartoon ones will go like crazy. Like always yeah. always they always sell out straight yeah, off straight, the drop. Yeah, which like there's only some like I don't know, it just goes in trends. Like embroidered stuff like now is selling for so much more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think just I think the reason why everything is like going up in value though is because more people are getting into vintage. Mm. Like it just comes back to that. Yeah. And also like yeah, bring it back now to like Australian vintage and like pricing and that's where it's sort of going in the same way as the US. Yeah. I think that's where we sort of we're going. We're going like on the same path as the US. Yeah. Like how and like people people are learning about like vintage and stuff like that now and people are willing to spend more money like you were saying with yeah. your shoes before. Like you're willing to spend seven hundred dollars, but like once up we bring out these videos so people can learn about vintage and stuff like that and yeah. learn about the tags and like and the why? history. People yeah. will more likely want to buy a T shirt for yeah. that much. Well not seven hundred but but like, like say like a few hundred dollar t-shirt rather than like yeah. a, well, I don't know, like 60 buck t-shirt, you know? Yeah. 
Because I don't think I'd ever buy a seven hundred dollar t shirt, but I would buy like maybe a three hundred dollar t shirt. I'll spend over probably over a grand for a t shirt. But you love vintage, like you're yeah. you're a f- vintage fanatic. Yeah. Like so you'll go in debt. <laughs> you'll you'll literally you'll take out a loan to buy like a t shirt you really want. I, I, I own a vintage store and I still buy um probably like a thousand dollars worth of vintage for myself a week. From other, yeah. from sellers and stuff like that in the US and over here and stuff like that. Which is a lot of money. Like, even sneakerheads, <laughs> I swear, don't spend that much money. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, people um, obviously, like, buy crypto and know that, like, uh, addicted to buying cards and stuff like that. I feel I like it's just another hobby, you know. But it's like... It's like crypto if, is, like, super addicting. But we can, like, yeah, I can always resell it if I don't want it and stuff like that. Most yeah. of the stuff just stays in the bo- boxes because I'm collecting most of it, like, Australian banties and stuff like that. But it's know? funny you have like you have like two hundred and fifty t shirts in your closet, and you wear maybe three t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, I think I was wearing this one on the last potty. Maybe, maybe not. No, no, I wasn't wearing it. I don't think so. No. But you, you literally have a rotation of maybe three, three to five yeah, t shirts. I feel like <laughs> I love the boxy fit. But you have two hundred and fifty t shirts. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and then um, yeah, I have to wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Episode number four. I hope you got some value out of the episode. Um, our stores reopen. Open Wednesday to Sunday. Um, Wednesday to Friday is um, 12 till 5. And then Saturday, Sunday, 11 till 3. Yeah. I'm in the store most weekends. So come through. <laughs>